welcome to the Family Base Pod. My name is Jake. I'm Dallas. And as you can see, if you're on YouTube, Ben's not with us again. If you're hmm. on audio, just know Ben's not here. So if you are listening or watching, let me just say this up front. Subscribe to our channel. Subscribe to where you're listening. It'll make it really easy. You'll get the episodes. Y'all help us create revenue in the long-term future. So, uh, yeah, just help us uh, grow in that way. So, great. Let's uh, start us off real quick. I don't want to have an intro. I don't want to talk about our favorite number right off the bat. I want to talk about our first base topic, which is always the Chicago Cubs. Oh. And, And let me just say... The Cubs were not fun to watch this past week, but especially this past weekend. The Cubs played the Yankees, and they got swept. But they got swept bad. Very bad. So, yeah, I know, Dallas, you said you didn't watch it, but you saw the highlights. What do you think? Uh, I prefer watching seven minutes of shit baseball versus three hours of giving shit out. I mean, if you're a Yankees yeah. fan, it's great for you, though. Because you just, yeah. you got to see batting practice. Swarmer was on the mound. Maybe a little too long, but who who else are you going to put in? It was, they were just lighting him up. They lit him up on Saturday, and then Sunday was awesome. It was just terrible. It was just awful. <laughs> yeah, uh, as you mentioned, Swarmer pitched uh, Saturday evening. And he, as you said, he got left in for too long. But the, the problem was that he, yes, he got left in a bit too long. But also, he gave up a home run on his second pitch. And to, his seventh. Aaron Judge. And his tenth. And yeah, well, just ugly. Well, the point, the point is that he gave up a home run to Aaron Judge. So, like, you can't fault him for that. I can fault him for the placement of the pitch, but let's let's get there. So that was Saturday, but did you watch highlights from the Friday game? I did not. I skipped out on that one. I just saw too much from Saturday and Sunday. You know what? If yeah, if I were you, I I would think the same thing. So Friday night, the Cubs uh, actually played the Yankees pretty well. I will say that. So. It was uh, a 1-1 game. They went into extra innings. I believe it was the fourth. It was like the 13th, 14th inning. They gave up one the a walk-off single. Mm. And that was it. So they lost 2-1. So if you watch just Friday, you would think, oh, this is going to be close. Yeah, it would have been good. No. 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 <clears throat> Skip um, Saturday and Sunday. Watch Friday. So Saturday was, yeah, as you said, Matt Swarmer started, gave up a home run on the second pitch to Aaron Judge. Not great. And then in the second inning, he gave up a home run to Aaron Judge. No, no that was Sunday. Oh, was that Sunday? Sa- yes, yeah, Saturday, Matt Swarmer did decent until the fifth inning, and then pretty much the Yankees decided, oh, let's score more runs. Well, they scored eight that game, uh, wasn't it? On Saturday, yeah. they scored eight. Six of them were yeah. solo home runs. 
Only two yeah. runs were actually batted in. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Um, now that you're literally saying that, I'm like, am I not remembering this right? Um, Check it out, man. If that was the eight run, the eight to nothing game, they hit six solo shots. That's true. Of course, my uh, YouTube is uh, freaking out because I'm trying to look this up. Um, but yeah, they give up a lot of home runs, a lot of solo home runs. But uh, yeah, they give up two home runs to Aaron Judge, but it wasn't the first and second inning. It was a bit later. It was the fifth inning. Dude, he gave Riz up hit one too. One. That hurt, man. Watching Riz hit one off those, man, that was, that was just like... Come on, man. Just hit this one out. Yeah, so Matt Warmer gave up a lot of home runs to a lot of power hitters, but he also pitches. It's not slow. It's slow for the average of baseball. He yeah. throws a fastball in like the low 90s max. It's like 92. And he threw a lot of fastballs that game. Uh, somewhat, yeah. but he, 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 yeah. So whether they were his, you know, great slider that he throws, um, or his, uh, below average fastball, either way, it was John Carlos Stanton hit a, uh, 120 mile an hour home run. Yeah. That was a shot. So that's not good, but. You know what? I will say this. As someone who watched all three of these games, I have to say, Saturday, the 8 to nothing game, Matt Swarmer, who actually has pitched well. His first two starts, he pitched well, but their start, not so well. But Saturday made it looks amazing compared to Sunday. And it was, Sunday was probably the hardest game for me to like ever to watch because I knew within the first three hitters for the Yankees that Keegan Thompson, who again up until this week was six and zero, mm-hmm. his last his last two starts he won five innings against Orioles. He gave up I think, believe it was six or seven runs, and then so he lost that game earlier this past week, and then mm-hmm. he went up against the Yankees, and again, three three hitters into the inning, their bottom of the first. I knew you have to warm yeah. up someone. Yeah, that was it. He, it's not his game. He can, he but he he only pitched two thirds of one inning. But in that time, he he gave up three hits and he walked three people. Gotta get him out. I mean, yes. <laughs> but man, it That's was pretty embarrassing, man. I I I will say this: I've not seen a young player kind of fall off fall off so hard in one week that. Of course he's going to slump, but, man, that was hard. It's hard It's hard for him to go through, I'm sure, but it's also hard to watch. It was, you know, you in the – You know? I, I, yeah, as a Cubs fan, yeah. As as anybody. Like, if – yeah, just on anybody's team. Like, dude goes 6-0 and then now he's 6-2. Two, two tough losses. 
tough, ugly losses. Like they weren't they weren't close battles. Like it was just it was no. just ugly. It's just yeah. you hate to see it happen to somebody. You gotta feel for the guy. <laughs> yeah, it was uh yeah, I mean overall not a great weekend for Cup starters. Uh so on Friday, that close game, Wade Miley, who's had some shoulder injuries all year, but he was pitching pretty well, and then he had a, a flare-up, and now he's on injured list again. So he has an injured left shoulder, his thrown shoulder. And then the next game at Swarmer gives up six solo home runs. Then Keegan Thompson can't get out of the first inning. And you know what? I will say this. I want. I actually do want to say this because I feel like I feel like I'm getting more annoyed as time goes on. And, P- and Mets fans will tell me, you know, we told you this was coming. Mark Marcus Stroman is very, I mean, is like Twitter. He's like a a Twitter troll. But he believes, like he believes that he is the most dominant pitcher. <laughs> okay. So he's, if you don't know, um, he's said some disparaging things about the Yankees not spending money and not winning. And then right before he was uh, scheduled to pitch against Orioles, they got rain delayed. But then everyone was really pumped for the idea of him pitching against the Yankees. And before he got scratched, he tweeted out something about <clears throat> uh, he would he's looking forward to facing the Yankees because um, he knows how to pitch against them and he would dominate them and they can't hit with runners in scoring position and he would pitch like 10 full innings. I'm like, dude, just win a game. Just play play the game, man. Just just win one game against oh, someone driver. above average. I mean <laughs> I, I'm already I'm like what we're a third of the way through the season and I'm like Mets fans, I get it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just take them back. I'm, sorry, I'm sorry that I said oh you must be overreacting no <laughs> this is getting a little annoying so of all the bad stuff for some reason the curry on top just when that was bad um, so again I know you uh, did get a chance to watch but was there anything Anything from the Cubs that you saw in the highlight reel? Uh, I saw Morel make a jumping catch on the track. I think it was maybe Stanton that hit. hit it. No, I don't forgot who it was. That yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, and the first, or maybe the first or second, or I don't know. Sometime, who, who knows? But right, other people know. But um, but yeah, I mean, it was a. It wasn't really like a web gem, if they still <laughs> right. do those. But it was right. at least he caught the ball when when it was put in play. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was cool because I mean, it just looked flashier because the man fell down. But I mean, other than that, like pitching was bad, hitting was bad. Uh, Sunday they they at least scored a couple runs, but um, it just looked like they were 
it looks like a, a high school team playing a college team. Like it was just, yeah, yeah. It, it didn't look like they belonged on the field with them. I mean, you can just straight out say it. they didn't belong on the field with the Yankees. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was, it was devastating. Bad. It was it was brutal. Uh, yeah, I got I got really minimal positive things to say about what I saw and uh yeah great things for the Yankees so I mean watching them play yeah they, I mean they have the best record in baseball but like it looked like it you know and like it was like wow it's like yeah. these guys are pretty pretty, pretty dominant um I would yeah. say uh seeing what I saw like I would actually really tune in for the subway series uh um, yeah. that'd be fun to watch oh, yeah. Yankees yeah. Mets that'd be cool um but it makes me less enthusiastic for the Cubs season. I'm really hoping they change something up or or just decide to call it and go for some draft picks, you know? Like I it's like you you're not you're not what what's their record? Like they're far they're like 12 games under 500-ish. Like yeah. It's not in I mean yeah, I don't have hope for them making a playoff run, a wild card run. They're not. They're not really going anywhere. It doesn't look like this season, unless something just clicks and they just, you know, totally one eighty. Um, but yeah, I think it's in their interest to just maybe make some trades, get some draft picks for the, for the you, next year. You know, I I would mm-hmm. I would uh, side with you on that. Outside of. Anthony Rosa was uh, being interviewed because it was his first series against Cubs since being traded. Right. Um, he made a comment. So he was being interviewed. And, of course, they're going to ask about Joel team. Sure. And he he said, Chicago is like, in, in a paraphrase, <clears throat> Chicago is a big market. They yeah. should be competing every year. Every year. And he was talking about spending money and going mm-hmm. out there and getting people. So, why? While I agree with you that like a normal team, a normal market, like you know, trade pieces get some to try to do something. I'm like, outside with Rizzo and you on this. If you're about to agree with him, so Rizzo made the point of spending money. But before the season, they did sign Marcus Stroman, who, again, has not turned out super well so far. Sure. And and they signed Jan Gums to back up Contreras, and that turned out okay so far. And Seiya. But they But in Seiya. So they made some moves. So they're in between this, like, young player, but also sort of going for it. But they're not willing to trade for people or spend for people. So, if we're gonna agree with Rizzo that they should be in it every year, is is the ideal of going out there and spending however much money you need to to get someone big? Is that well, the way to go? I think Rizzo's interview answer rings true with the sentiment of a lot of Cubs fans for the past X amount of years, right? right. Like, we right. all know Wrigley is a cash cow of Chicago. And now yeah. that the Ricketts family has developed the entire Wrigleyville area, like, 
it is no longer just Wrigley Field making money. Like they also right. have the bleachers. They have like the um, the park that's attached to it on the outside that you need to buy right. tickets into the game to get into. Like it's like the whole name. Like it's it's nuts. And the fact that they don't go out there spend the money on the marquee uh, level players is like, what are you guys doing with it? Well, obviously you're just you know exemplifying American greed, like corporate greed, and that's just, fantastic for you. Just making them money. Right. And they're just sitting back on it, counting on the fact that Cubs fans will come to Wrigley regardless of whether or not or how much they suck. And that's so true. It's like, and because of their loyal fan base, they're able to exploit that fact. And they're just like, mm, we'll get a couple people that, you know, show promise, keep the fans, you know, coming in the seats. And that, that'll be good enough. And you know what? But that's true. Because they got Saya. They got Stroman. They've got a couple, they made a couple moves that keep people interested, but that's it. And like, yeah. I just, you know, if they make postseason, they can charge people whatever they want to and people will pay it. So I don't understand yeah. their hesitation or like their, um, their pussy footing around is actually going for a postseason. Like, just make it happen. You have the money, you can pay the luxury yeah. tax. Like, just do it, make it happen. But they're, <sighs> I, I just, it's a, I don't know, it's befuddling. Um, yeah, I mean, so growing up, yeah, it was only Wrigley right. that, made, that made money. But they're developing outside. They're turning it into an entire area. It's almost an amusement park. <clears throat> Crazy. Yeah, and, and you know what? I will say this. It's pretty good. Oh, it's awesome. Super cool. It's, it's fun, you know. Yeah. It yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. But great but fan experience. In, you know, the one thing I would say is that whenever this conversation comes up uh, about the cuz or about really any team is in the about fan attendance, kind of the subtle thing that people are saying is like if they're not winning, <clears throat> stop coming. And I just disagree with that. Like for for this reason, if you want your team to sign those huge players, your money right. will pay for that. So I you know what I understand they they're billionaires. In in reality, the pirates could turn it around in like two seasons. I get that. Sure. But we're this is the Chicago Cubs. Like in one offseason. Like this upcoming offseason, if they wanted, they could spend however much money they want and get the top shortstop, the top starter. Yep. They can they can sign Contreras to a huge deal because he deserves it. He's their shining light right now. He is their He's, only player worth note. Maybe and as well, make an argument we'll for that. Yeah, we'll get to this uh, in a bit about the All-Star vote, but, I mean, all of us, me, you, and Ben, the only Cubs, we're Cubs fans. Yeah. People just vote Cubs players in. But the only <laughs> player on the Cubs we vote in was Contreras. Yeah. And that's for good reason. He is the best catcher. But the point is, they could spend money. Mm -hmm. But they can get the bullpen. That's what's crazy. They can buy a bullpen. Which would make them 
pretty legitimate contenders to a wild card. Yeah. Like, like you've said before, like they don't have an issue scoring runs really, uh, you know, Saturday aside, but yeah. they score enough runs to win games. They, where they really come like fail, drop the ball is on the mound and you're not going to spend the money. We're, yeah. we're, we're just, we're swimming. We're just treading water until the season ends. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to phrase it outside of this. It's like, um, it, we played like video games, like baseball video games growing up. I know we didn't have to worry about salary cap and our money actually being invested into it. But man, I'm just like, if Tom Ricketts, he says this all the time. He says he's a huge Cubs fan. He spent time with bleachers when he was a kid. He wants to see this team do well. I'm like, if you want to see them do well, prove it. Do something. Yeah, prove it. 20, 2016 happened one time. And nothing since. They have not gone back since. And it's you're not going to get there always by building for five or six years. I don't, Stroman is not a, is not going to win you the division. No. So, that's not the horse. Yeah, that's not the horse to bet on. It, at least at this point. Um, I, I mean, they did sign Contreras to avoid arbitration, but the point is arbitration is just for this year. Like, I don't care what it takes. Sign Contreras for like yeah, ten years. I don't, I don't care. Sign Franchise him to him. What, whatever he wants. Yeah. I mean, it, that's yeah. I wish I wish in baseball, like, um, I wish in baseball, they just signed their best player. I wish the Cubs did that. That would have been fantastic. And you know what? I was. Last episode, we did touch on Hayward. Yeah. And all yeah. the money he's being spent. Uh, can we... This is me. <laughs> this is me fired up. Because I'm I'm kind of... Because I watched those games. I, 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 I watched every pitcher come in. And I saw every hitter. I... I sat through it. But man, I understand the Yankees, like their last World Series was even years before the Cubs. But, yeah, long time ago. But you know what? They signed Stanton. They signed Rizzo back. They, uh, they got Glaber Torres from the Cubs. They're going to, they're going to have to resign Judge. To whatever he wants. Oh yeah. If they ever Dude, let him go, I would just I would be mine like blown away. Yeah, I feel like Judge I mean, will I... retire a Yankee. Or I mean, he'll play his last two years somewhere else. But if the Yankees he'll... if if the Yankees pay him enough, he will. He's, he's so far, I mean he's producing though. So I mean paid man. Yeah. Yeah. But they they traded for uh the shortstop uh uh, IKF, they 
traded for their catcher, who is borderline all star this year, Trevino. Um, they made the moves. They did they what, made what the they moves. needed to do. Their starters and their relievers are doing well this year. So it's just like, um, again, do something. Right. The coach, Tom Ricketts, do something. Just show interest. Like, cool. You like y'all made some like preseason moves, but we still we need to see more. Like you can you you see what's happening. You see that we're not producing. So remedy it, you know, like change it, change it up, make a trade, sign, like do something. It's just inactivity. I think that's what's uh most frustrating. They're just kind of letting it all just unfold. Yeah, I I have no idea what they're thinking they're gonna do. Just keep the fans like, in the seats, man. I'm just like, dude, just sign Kentrus now before he's like, I don't want to come back here. Right. Yeah. He is uh and you know what? Everyone else who's left, even yeah, Chris almost. Bryant. Chris Bryant, Rizzo, Javi, yeah. even Lester when he left and went to Nationals, Schwarber, all these players, they don't really oh, seem to want to come back. So, like, sign a player before they um, right. I'm 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 confused slash frustrated that they're uh that they're in fourth place. That the Pirates have a better record. It's just bad. Yeah. That's all I got. That's all I got. Yeah, that's, all right. that's pretty much about it. You know, the Cubs this week have four games against the Padres. And then three games against the reigning world champions, Atlanta Braves. So... It's going to be a long week. I I remember saying last week, I wouldn't be surprised if they lose all these games. I wouldn't be surprised if the Cubs just, like, this week is like the Pagadin week. A what week? The Pagadin, like, like this is it. Just like, if you don't win, like, at least three or four of these games... Like the season is way over. Yeah. I mean they're they're already twelve thirteen down, like under five hundred. If you don't win like four of these seven, I mean, it's really just time to play for stats. Right. Just own it. Own the season for what it is. It's yeah. I it's mean just, it's looking like a throwaway season right now. You know what? I will say this. Uh, I did hear some some fans actually mention this. There's no wrong way to be a Cubs fan right now. If you are demanding like uh, people to be signed, that's fine. That's good. If you are like loving young players coming up and getting a chance, that's fine too. But if you are a Cubs fan, there is no reason to be like I'm done. Like. Never, I will never again watch oh, yeah, us. No. 
everyone, everybody's got their re, like their shit years, the rebuild years. I mean, the Yankees haven't been, you know, they haven't been. They had a, a good streak of not performing well, also, and the Yankees yeah. uh, like notoriously buy rosters like for yeah. exuberant amount of money, and so it's like everybody has bad years, and that's understandable. I think it's just we finally had a taste, you know, of being at the table. And I think Cubs fans are just like what, like just frustrated because we we don't want to go back to how it was for a hundred plus years. You know what? In last year when they traded everyone, there was this idea that there was a plan, right? And there was no. Now plan. we're like, what the what, what the hell? <laughs> we're all just like, what's that plan again, Coach? And they're just like, uh. oh. You guys actually wanted to play, and we're just kind of, uh, you know, seeing what happens. We're like, <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Yeah, we're just, uh, we're doing our thing. <laughs> right, right. Uh, all right. So, um, being a Cubs fan has taught me perseverance. I will say that this year is <laughs> no different. Perseverance over pride. That's for sure. Yeah. So, you know what? We're actually going to slowly. Robert Sweetson had the second. So the first official all-star vote. You can vote for all-stars now, which I, you know, sort of like at, you know, a little bit right now. Because it gets your mind out. The Cubs sucking. Um, the all-star vote finally came out. And again, this is early. This is not the final all-stars who we think should be an all-star, should be starting. But I sent this to everyone. We voted our own votes. So I thought we'd look at who we, brought, who we think deserves a spot to start. This is not to just be on the team, but to start on your all-star team. So I'm going to pull this up so we can all... Look at this together. Found YouTube. You can see this. And if you're not on YouTube, if you're listening, you can go to YouTube and watch us as we go through this together. Beautiful so, graphics. Oh, beautiful. So, um, I'll start off by just saying we. So I'm just gonna go down each position and then kind of talk about, you know, what, why we disagree or why we agree. So the first Dude, thing is so, we almost have yeah. identical rosters here. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we are splitting <clears throat> hairs. Me, you, and Ben pretty much have these about I would say two thirds of the same picks. Yeah, very similar. So if you look, so uh mine is on the left again. If you're watching YouTube, if you're not, go on there, subscribe, you'll be able to see this. This uh tight graphic. I mean it's super legit. Look at this. Mm. So so mine's on the left, else on the right. So we both agreed that the Seattle Mariners first baseman Ty France should be starting. Ty France. So again, Ty France before this year. I mean, if you're if you say you knew him, you're lying. Well, but he's, happy- he's on the Mariners. So anybody listening new to start watching the Mariners, because I told them they'll be rocking the AL West. Oh, I mean that's that's just true. So they were probably like, Well, I better start watching. And here we are, Ty France. You're welcome. 
difference to having a, a a breakout year this year easily. I mean, people are saying that he's an MVP candidate already. Already, uh, he's hit, hitting above three hundred uh, up there in RBI, uh, up there in home runs for first base, and so uh, he's not the most well known first baseman out there, but we both agree that he should be out there. So this is where we disagree a little bit. Just so you you picked for your first baseman for the and I'll Paul Goldschmidt, I picked Pete Alonzo. Did you pick Goldschmidt because of his hitting streak? And his batting average. Yeah. I mean yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just baseball is the game of numbers, right? You get on base more, you're gonna score more. Ideally, so uh, dude's over 300, he's like 330 ish. So, uh, yeah, get on base. I want to see the NL win, like the AL, yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure the AL, like, like win lost, they're up on the NL. So, uh, also, they're yeah. playing for that home field advantage, still, I believe, aren't they? So, like, the like the all star game actually counts. So, like, you know what? I, I actually forget. But okay. it's all right. Yeah. Well, I knew they were doing that for a while. I think they're still doing it now. So I still want to see the animal win because if the Mets make it, let's put it in there. You know, put it at their park or uh, whoever makes it, the Braves. You know, like, it would just be nice to see the animal have a slight advantage. Yeah. So uh, I picked Pete Alonzo for really two reasons. He has six more home runs and 10 more RBIs so far and he's playing on the first place Mets team I believe they should have an all-star and if you see the rest of my list there is no other there's one other Mets starter but I think Pete Alonso is that offense uh, you know producer so second if we move down to second base this is where we disagree on both yeah and I'll, I'll just make my case real quick. I know Glaber Torres and Jazz Chisholm both have a lower uh, average, but they're higher on home runs in RBIs, OPS. Uh, I believe actually your, your guy Jimenez does have higher OPS than Torres. But the point being is this, is that those two guys will bring Star an actual star power to the game. That's it. That's my entire argument. <laughs> yeah. I just uh yeah, Jimenez has got the three hundred batting average and yeah some good some good ribbies. So I figured uh yeah, I mean he's a good pick. Second base. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, got a good hitter at second. Like that's I think I, I said this last week, like once you have a good second baseman, you just lock him down. Scott, yeah. they both have good, great stats. So, yeah. Um, the one thing I would say uh, that would favor mine, of course, is that Jimenez has not been an all star yet. And to have your first ever career all star appearance be a starter, I don't necessarily agree with you know your breakout year being like head and shoulders above, but that's it's fair. We're we're splitting hairs. Mm-hmm. Um, so you pick Gavin Lux. 
Um, I know a higher average, l- less home runs, less RBIs. Uh, but again, starting, he would start for the hometown team, the Dodgers. So maybe he'll cool. get a lot of outs. Yeah. Um, but if we look down, we agree on both third base, Rafael Devers and Manny Machado. I don't think we need to go into that because that's pretty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can make the argument for the AL. Uh, Jose Ramirez, of course, he has a crazy amount of RBIs, but man, um, Rafael Devers is having a, a career year. So I'm not going to go against that. So, truth stop. Again, we agree on this. Tim Anderson and Trey Turner. Is there something you uh, that stands out about Tim Anderson or Trey Turner for why you voted for him? Yeah, Tim Anderson plays for the Sox. I'm just happy to see Chicago folk make it. That's really the that was a big propelling reason for me to pick him. But um, yeah. you know, he's doing well still. So I mean, it's not like I just I wrote him in. So um, Tim Anderson deserves it. And I know nothing of Trey Turner. He's just, he had good numbers, so I picked him. Yeah. So, again, hometown start for Trey Turner. I think, I mean, I think that'd be good. Uh, good for LA. But also, yeah. I picked Tim Anderson mainly because that guy can just flat out hit. He has a 350 average. 356 coming into today. I mean, get down base and he can hit for power. He's, I know defensively so far, he's been spotty, but man, Tim Anderson, I don't know. It's, it'd be weird if you put someone like who has a 75 point batting average dip. I don't know. Whatever. That's insane. Yeah, 350. So. We we mainly agree on our outfield choices. So in the AL, we both have Aaron Judge and Mike Trout. We disagree on the third, and I have John Carlos Stanton and you have Manuel Margot. Now I'm gonna be honest. I don't know much about Margot outside of uh. Outside of his occasional flashy moments for the race. Yeah. That's it. Was it purely numbers? Numbers, and I just wanted to get somebody from Tampa Bay on there. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Just wanted some league representation here. Um, yeah. Batting over 300. Um, he's got some decent home run numbers and uh, some good RBIs. I think he's got 25-ish RBIs this season so far. Um, so, yeah, like, but mostly just diversification. I looked at uh, Giancarlo for my other outfielder choice, but I, just, yeah. I didn't yeah. want, like, a ton of Yankees on the team. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no, I get that. Um yeah, look at that yours. You don't have a repeat player have, on the AL. Yeah, I have several Dodgers on, on yeah. the team, but Ooh. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Couldn't help it, man. Couldn't help it. And yeah. I, I, just, I like Mookie. 
I'm, I'm a, yeah. I'm a Mookie fan, so I threw yeah, him up there. You know what? We we both agree on Mookie, and that's why we both order him. But let's uh, – so you want Margot. I want Stan. And, again, so star Echo. power, I want a starter. And, again, sure. we're splitting the hairs. They're both playing well. So, right. you know what? This this next one, uh, I'll just go over to the outfield for, for the in-all because we're going there. So, we both pick Acuna, even though he's only been, uh, you know, back in the league for a little bit now. He's playing well. So we both picked Acuna and Mookie Betts. And now I want to ask you, why did your why is your third outfielder Jock Peterson? <laughs> I like his name. <laughs> I like that Jock is that is the goofiest reason. Yeah, well, you can't you can't just be predictable. All right, so you got to switch it up sometimes. Jock Peterson, that and I got a representative from san francisco so there we are yeah true true see yeah trying trying to be an inclusive person it would be fun to have a a giant san francisco starter starting in la for also game since those same bases hit each other that'd be fun it would be good it would be good and he's an s cub so I mean, the He's Cubs not doing badly. In. I know. I know. I mean, John Peterson is like uh, top like three in uh, uh, launch angle this year, and he's well, then, like hitting home run. I'm, me, I'm not arguing. Let me ask you why you didn't pick Mr. Peterson. Because again, I believe with the first place running away. Uh, the Mets so far have been playing exceptionally well. I think Star- Starling Marte has been one of their best. If I would say he's been the mo- the best and because he's the most consistent Mets signing this year. And he right. made, he's made a huge difference. He steals bases. I think it'd be fun. Uh, he has power. Um, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it's pretty much it. So I love Jack Peterson, even though the coach traded him last year. He won a freaking World Series and now he's playing well. But don't worry, we have a plan. Yeah, it's just a, okay. it's a secret plan, top secret. Okay, I gotta get back to this because I'll get angry again. All right, so now we're going. Um, I see a cup on there. All right, so a catcher. So you know what? We'll get out the way so I don't get pissed off too early. So Contreras, we both picked. No, yes. no, no discussion. Wilson <laughs> Contreras should be the starter, starting catcher for uh, at the All League. Arguably the best catcher in the NL right now, and just in general. Yeah, and yeah, I would out again. Let's. <laughs> Um, man, Boost I'm, I'm, Boost I'm getting, I'm getting fired up just thinking about how good he is. Um, yeah, man. All right, so we disagree on the catcher. I picked Jose Trevino, and you pick Alejandro Kirk. 
I've watched both of these guys as catchers. Again, I was I was a catcher growing up. Um, I'm obviously not very good long term, but I love good catchers. Is there a reason why you went with Kirk? Better batting average. Uh, also playing in, out of Toronto, so yeah. yeah. The re- the only reason I didn't pick Kirk was that they called up their number. The Blue Jays called up the number four prospect, who's a catcher as well to kind of take the reins as the season goes on so i i couldn't i kind of took that like as a way of saying we don't believe in you long term uh, i don't know why i don't know why i you know hold it against someone but i do so uh <laughs> but i do <laughs> i don't care all right so I'm going to ask you about this. This is an interesting pick, just, uh, you know, for kicks. So at DH, for the AL, you picked Trey Mancini to be yes. all-star starter. Why That's did fair. you pick him over the vastly superior Jordan Alvarez? <laughs> Why in the world did you pick Mancini? It's a place from Baltimore. <laughs> He's got 25 <laughs> RBIs. I'm telling you, man. Get- you gotta Get be out of here. inclusive, all right? Yeah, you didn't pick an Astro yet. I don't believe in the Astros. It's not whole team. Just not, I don't believe. Can't them. not believe in. Oh, I don't believe right. in them. Well, to be fair, their their starter, the AL starting pitcher, will probably be Justin Verlander. So I guess in some ways that is taking up your diversity pick thank you look uh i think it's a little demeaning when you call them diversity picks i mean right. you, i think you, you pretty much said that inclusive okay not okay diversity okay. picks all right that's we're, this free. Is, this is, we're an open team here okay? that's you're saying the same thing i am no no, no. we are welcome we welcome all types of players from all I agree. Parts of the country. Okay. I agree. Doesn't not, mean you're not being horrible. It's a great pick. Trey Mancini. Write it down. I mean, he's not bad. I'm just I'm just <laughs> saying I'm just saying Jordan Alvarez is by far better. But whatever you say. Our, it's subjective. That's your opinion. This is our opinion. Trey Mancini. Something an opinion we actually share as our last starter at DH is That's the right. NLDH and that's Bryce Harper. Even though he cannot throw a baseball, he doesn't need to. If you're the DH, just hit the ball. Well, so we, we agree on that. We should really, growing up, we should have just really focused on hitting and worried sure. about playing defense 0% of the time. I mean, kind of. We should have done. I mean, the Phillies pretty much do that now. So, well, neither of us are Phillies, so we kind of messed that one up. You know, my wheelchair also stopped that. So, hey, you know, in backyard baseball, Jake, there was a guy with a wheelchair. So, don't ever was was there really? Yeah, yeah, there was. What's his name? I don't remember. I think it was Wheels. It was yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Come on, because everybody picked Maybe. Pablo. 
That's the only one we remember. Pablo Sanchez. Anybody else remember anybody else? Uh, I mean, you're not wrong. Do you All remember right. other players' names in the game? Uh, no. You know, I'm going to look it up right now. Wheelchair player back to this one. Yeah. These are Ben's picks. So Ben wants to uh, went kind of the same on most things, but he had some different picks. Um, like Byron Buxton, he even picked Juan Soto. Um, so kind of, we'll post it on our social on Instagram. So Ken, Kenny Kawaguchi was his lap was his name apparently. Kenny Kenny Kawaguchi. He sounds made up. I. Yeah, well, probably because it's a video game. There he is. I mean, I... That... <laughs> all right. That I mean, I don't know all why, right. but I feel offended. Dude, he was in backyard football, I think, actually, and baseball. Oh, yeah. Kenny Kawaguchi, man. You don't mess with him. Batting, not the best. Running, pretty good. Pitching, however, rock star. Not great. All right, so let let's go to our third base, and that's simply man, what is happening right now? All that's right, awesome. so I right. have I have not many take your picks this week, and but both of them have to do with coaching. So I I only put one on there because I wanted to kind of surprise you with the second one. The first one comes from the Joe. So right after we recorded last week, right after both of us said the Angels are contenders, the Angels can't come back. Yeah, they fired Joe Madden, their coach. Not great for us. <laughs> we didn't well, look good. Well, Whatever. not the worst. Yeah, true. Um, so Joe Men got fired. So was it the only choice or was it the worst choice? I don't think it was the worst choice or the only choice. I just think it was preemptive. I mean, like we you, Ben and I were saying, like, nope, I mean, nobody wants to lose that many games in a row, right? But I just it's not it's not the break yet like they're they're still contenders yeah it's yeah. just it's just i don't know and then again i haven't seen all the games of uh the losing streak so i can't i can't speak to how they were losing um but i just think it was uh the wrong choice i'm gonna go with the wrong choice that's what i'll say it was okay i think it was the the worst choice. Worst choice. Because <clears throat> name the last team that fired the their coach this early that won their division or got to got far in the playoffs. That's fair. Uh, name one. Name one. Wouldn't know where to start with that. I don't think anybody. I, I mean, the the point being is by firing Jobman now, giving up. You are. You are saying, one, it, it's his fault, which we know 
coaching is not complete. You don't have complete control. But saying that have they had a twelve game losing streak, and then they fired him. I would say the main reason I believe it was the worst choice was because the day that he got fired, Joe Madden got a mohawk that he was not allowed to show his players because he got fired. Right. And that we sucks. didn't get to we didn't get to see it. And we didn't get to see it. Probably that's the biggest travesty of the whole thing. That's the worst part. It's we terrible. didn't get to see a Joe Madden mohawk. All right. So I would have gotten one. Solidarity. Worst choice. Worst choice. All right. So the second one is another coach, Tony Lursa on the south side of Chicago. Tony Lursa has made so far the White Sox are underperforming. Let's say that at, at best. And against they had a series against the Dodgers. And what he did was he intentionally walked Trey Turner with two strikes. And then the next hitter was Max Muncy, who, in fairness, has not been playing well this year, was hurt last year. And then the next hitter, after you tend to walk them with two strikes, Max Muncy hits a home run. Right. And then immediately after, White Sox fans are, 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 are chanting, chanting in the stands, fire Tony. Hmm. So I'll I'll pose it to you, Dallas. Fire Tony or keep Tony? Keep Tony. Dumb call, but keep the man. Like it was one call, one game. Like if you're if I mean if they're ready to fire him, I mean <laughs> I mean you can understand, right? Because we all thought the White Sox were gonna be in a very different position at this time of year. So um you can understand the frustration, and that is a shit call. You got two strikes on the dude, don't intentionally walk. Take your chances. See what happens. Like you got one pitch to go. Um, yeah, that I can't. I mean, obviously, I'm sure hindsight is kicking his ass, but I, I, I can't see. I can't see going into that situation with an 0-2 count and being like, you know what, game, we're changing the plan. Walking, you know, like, yeah. what, are you, what are you thinking? Um, but yeah, I can. I can understand fans' frustrations for sure. But like to actually, I don't. White Sox haven't. I doubt they will. But firing him would just be top forward. It's just silly. You know, I, I'll say. You know, you you said he's probably kicking himself. No, he's not. <laughs> Is he not? No, no, no. Oh right, Tony... no. Didn't he come back and say? Yeah, he, did, he yeah. defended his his action. Oh. Oh yeah, he did, and he well, said the number the numbers were in his favor. And guess what? They were not. <laughs> they were not, and uh, I mean, it did not work out for him. It, it numbers were not in his favor. It didn't work out. He didn't accept the fact that it was his fault. Yeah, that's silly. That's I mean. Again, how much is it really the coach's fault if the guy hit an opposite field home run off a <clears throat> outside corner fastball? I mean, how much is it his fault? But still, I mean, you made the call, the wrong call. Right. So he's not kicking himself. He still thinks he made the right call. But that's it's fine. 
I think they should keep him to the end of the year, see how they do. All right. If they can recover, then see them 2020, you know, 2023. But and and, and also let, the, yeah, the, the if they can make playoffs, you know, keep them. But um the, the White Sox are one of those situations where that they have an old coach, but they have a young team, mostly Latin American players. So they have like a style clash. And I don't know if that still works in the pros. Hmm. I think you have to have like a, a coach that kind of uh, up uplifts and kind of encourages the team to be just who they are. If that's entertaining or serious, whatever it is. Right. But I don't believe Tony Lusa is maybe the guy long term. But if if he can turn this around and make playoffs, then yeah. But the but the twins are playing really well this year, so the White Sox would have to turn around. Yeah. And uh I don't turn know about fast. that. Yeah, I don't know about that. So those are our two take your picks. The last figure pick is what we do at the end of uh, each each segment like this is that we have national broadcast games that we can pick to encourage you guys to watch. So this week we have two, two on Wednesday, two on Friday, three on Saturday, and two on Sunday. So, Dallas, if you look at those games, which game would you say you, you, you would watch or you encourage other people to watch? Uh, the White Sox games. Yeah, I'd watch those. Um, just because they're Chicago games, for for a lack of a better reason. Um, the White Sox and Astros would be good to watch. I guess I don't know. I'm not really seeing. I mean, the yeah, I mean Brewers and Mets. That would be good to see how the Brewers can size up to the Mets, but. Sure, sure. Um, Twins and M's, uh, because I want the Mariners to win the AL West, I would watch that. But uh, like you're saying, the Twins are having a good year, so it might not be a favorable outcome. Um, I don't really see like a good, you know, top tier game on the nationally broadcast ones. What would you watch, though? What would you recommend somebody to watch? You know, if you're a baseball fan, I say watch the Cardinals Red Sox game, hmm. but if if you are a casual fan, I would say what yeah watch the watch the White Sox and Astros on Sunday night because both those teams have fun players. You might get a lot of home runs, you might not. It might be close, but if you're a casual fan, watch that one. But if you are deep into, um player player development all-stars kind of traditional teams the cardinals and red sox in fenway park i feel like that'd be a fun game to watch that'd be cool. yeah so uh again we'll post that on our instagram the two games we we are telling you guys to watch either the red sox games or that one game the cardinals and red sox so that kind of and third base and what i thought we'd do right now is have a soapbox time so our home our home 
our home plate. Now, again, our, our soapbox time, let's uh, try to restrict it to a, a minute or two. But what's something that you've been into lately or what's something that you want to get on your soapbox about? Uh, really liking the boys on Amazon Prime. That's fun. Mm. Um, I know Peaky Blinders just dropped their sixth and maybe final season. So get on that. Those of you that haven't seen the show at all, you're crazy and living under a rock or just not interested in good television, in which case that's fine. Time to get on it, Jake. Get out mm. from under your rock. Watch the TV show. <laughs> yeah. It is really good, though. Um, if you don't like English accents, turn the subtitles on. But um, it's a great show. And um, boys, definitely mature rating, but still fun to watch. So recommended. Um I don't know. Hope to throw the ball around sometime this week or next week. It's going to be 90s and 100 next week. Um, hopefully uh, the air yeah. conditioner keeps working. That'd be great. I'll, I'll <laughs> die if not. Dude, the CRV has no air conditioning, so that's been a trip. Anytime I drive somewhere, I'm dying. It, is, there, is there anything worse than it being humid? No. No. It is, it is a wet blanket. It's gross. Breathing is like that. uncomfortable, dude. You're like, why? You're like, I, I can't breathe enough. And you're like, oh, wait, it's because the air is water. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. So my soapbox would, well, first, if we're recommending things, I'd say the new Miss Marvel show on Disney Plus. I like mm -hmm. that character. Good. But the soap, the soapbox time, I, I wanted to de dedicate to the other fan base that's kind of crazy is star wars fans yeah with with the obi-wan kenobi series now where it's four episodes and there's six then my soapbox is this this show is okay <laughs> it is okay and you know what if you're a star wars fan and you're complaining that it's okay Shut up. <laughs> if, you, if you're saying it has to be perfect. Right. That's Star Wars fans, baby. Shut up, bro. Like, <laughs> go away. Right. I, I You know what? I will admit. It, it is okay. But, man, it is better than, like, half the shows out there. And guess what? We can be okay with okay. Right. It's still story. It's still a filler, like still story, to where there was right. no story. So it's like maybe just enjoy it, you know? Yeah. Like I will admit, it is. It has the same kind of visual and themes of the first season of Mandalorian, sort of, but it doesn't have the feel, the intensity. But man, just get over it. Give it some time to just. Track. Yeah. Just stop it. <laughs> Anyway, it's entertaining. It fan, is entertaining. Fans getting way too upset about one thing. Just, Are they getting pretty oh. hyped? Uh, I see. I see two things. Either people being blindly like, "Oh, this is amazing. This is perfect," and then yeah. people who are like, "This is not the best thing I've seen," and that's why it sucks. Mm, gotcha. Just. You know what? Okay is okay. <laughs> right. 
Like, not all of the Marvel movies were four stars. Okay? We you know, know that. And, and that's okay. And that's, it was fine. Like, because you needed it for the next part. Like, it's okay. You know what? I've ranked all the Marvel movies and shows from, like, the best down to, like, my least favorite side ever made. Even like the bad stuff for Marvel, I'm like, it was still darn good. okay. Yeah, it's still all right. And it versus not... what else is out there? I want Star Wars fans to watch some real shit movies and then go back <laughs> and watch the Obi-Wan yeah. series and they'll be like, okay. All right. All right. Like, all right. You were right. You know what? Right. Th this is. Uh, I don't want to name a series to just like shit on a series in particular. But just I'll just say this. <laughs> Netflix makes on it like 30 shows, 30 shows a month. Right. And like 28 are bad. Yikes. You know what? Go watch the most recent new release Netflix series you've never heard of. And then okay. watch one episode, the worst episode of Obi Wan, and you're right. like, "All right, <laughs> right." It'll, it'll give right. you perspective. That's for sure. I yeah, I uh, just watch one of the Texas Chainsaw Massacres and realize that it could have been this. Like okay, yes, yes. And you know what? There is a new Netflix one, dude. Fun so, fact: that, there is a Texas Chainsaw Massacre with Matthew McConaughey in it. And no. if you haven't seen it, I challenge anybody listening and you I, to get, sit through that movie. It's it is straight, just awful. <laughs> it's just terrible. Do it. You'll thank me because everything else you've seen will be that much better. Oh my gosh! Sorry, Mac Man. By the way, that's bad. He gave a speech recently. Yeah. Uh, at the White House. Uh, it, it was a good speech. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Good speech. Was it uh, the White House about of Alder? Yeah. Yeah, you know we haven't uh, even mentioned Evalde on this podcast. Not like it needs to be. Not like we are gonna set some, you know, mind change or whatever. But yeah, um, that speech was good. Um, uh, yeah, we can definitely get into this. And again, it's not baseball, but certainly is what's going on right now in this world. It does affect everyone. Everybody, yeah. Everyone so, so uh, maybe we'll have a special episode just to kind of air some thoughts about what's been going on. So sure. that's actually, well, before we wrap up, I almost prematurely did it. I didn't want to do it at the beginning, but Dallas, do you have a favorite number 26? I'd have to go with Chase Utley. Good Why Chase Utley? Good second baseman. Uh, I think he was a four-time Silver Slugger uh, mm. winner. Um, uh, six to eight-time All-Star. So, yeah. I, I like second baseman. So, I mean, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, again, we're saying our favorite number 26 because this is episode number 26. So my favorite 26 by default is Billy Williams. By default. If I remember correctly, 
I believe it is either our our dad's favorite or one of his favorite cups ever. Nice. Big shout out. Yeah. So, uh, number 26 for the 12 of his 14 years on the coast. Um, Sensational player, Hall of Famer. So, let's say that by default. Um, ben will have to give us his number 26. Well, five, number 25, six, and maybe next time, maybe Wait, 27. He gave us two. 25. He gave us Tony. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. He give us 26, though. It's missing. Swag. Swag and all. All right. So, this is actually going to wrap up the On a Family Base podcast. Again, my name is Jake. I'm Dallas. And next week, we'll be back. And if you watch all the way to the end of this episode, or you've been listening, subscribe. Where you're listening or watching, you do us a great, great deal of love. It would make me feel loved and complete. Yeah. A little Sarah. No and yeah. there's Ben trying to log in. Oh, all right, so we're going we're gonna to wrap up this episode. Have a good week. Thank you.